Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Disney bride Jennifer Schott about her escape wedding with an off-site reception. And I thought you guys would be interested to hear how Jennifer did this because it sounds like a great way to use the escape package to have a Disney's fairy tale wedding, but also get to have a full-on reception without having to go through Disney's fairy tale weddings. So welcome, Jennifer. Thanks for having me on the show. Thanks so much for being here today. I'm curious to know how you guys decided to pair your escape event with an off-site reception. Well, with a Disney escape wedding, you are unable to have a real reception. You only get a small short cake celebration with toast and a violinist after the ceremony. No dinner, no drinking, no dancing, nothing like that. I read a lot of blogs and found people went off to restaurants after the wedding. So that gave me the idea, why not go off-site for reception? For my wedding, I've always wanted a nice ceremony and a big fun reception with food, dancing, drinking, and fun. I thought if I had the escape wedding, did the little cake cutting ceremony, and then went off-site for the dinner slash reception, I wouldn't be breaking any Disney rules because it was off-site and I was on my own after the wedding and cake cutting celebration. Plus, I would be getting what I wanted, which was a wedding with a big reception. That's interesting because, yeah, Disney will help escape couples plan a catered meal after their reception. But, yeah, you can't have a DJ and dancing, and it only lasts two hours. So this is an interesting solution that you came up with. What location did you choose for your reception? Well, I chose the Falcon Fire. I looked at different venues in the Orlando area, and I needed a venue close to Disney because of time management since I had to get to my dessert party, which I had added at night. I also needed a venue that had a big enough room for dancing, a projector for my slideshow, and possibly included catering or food, and allowed alcohol on site. After I found a venue that had everything I wanted, I started looking at reviews to see what other brides had said about the venue. I looked at sites like WeddingWire, Yahoo, Google, Yelp, Facebook. I didn't just look at one site for the review, but all those sites as a whole. I found Falcon Fire had everything I was looking for. The food, the room, the location, the alcohol, the projector with the screen, not to mention they had a beautiful golf course in which I could get amazing pictures with. The venue manager at the Falcon Fire, Lanny, was very helpful. She answered emails quickly and worked closely with me on colors, food, times, and everything else. That's great. And so we'll talk about that more in a second. But first, I like to know, starting at the beginning, how did your friends and family react when they found out this this is what you decided to do for your wedding and you were going to be getting married at Walt Disney World? Well, my mom, friends, and future husband all thought it was expensive and that I was crazy. They said, why would you pay that much for a one-night wedding? But they all also thought, that's so you. Disney's always been a big part of my life, from trips as a kid to Disney movies even my Mickey Mouse watch that I wore religiously in grade school. I just had really good memories when I thought of Disney. 
After my friends, family, and future husbands saw how hard I was willing to work for the wedding, the overtime I put in, and the research I did to cut costs, they were more accepting and, is, and soon got excited about it as I was. When I told my coworkers, their first reaction was, you're getting married at a child's amusement park? Then they thought, you're getting married next to a ride or a Disney character? One coworker's first thought was, is Mickey going to marry you? After they saw the pictures, they realized that Disney has their own pavilion, and it's beautiful. That's great. And so then how many guests ended up making the trip, and how far did they have to come from? I had 16 guests, including myself and my husband, and I'd say most of the guests came from Arkansas, so quite a ways. Wow, yeah. So tell me a bit about your planning process. Was it difficult to, first of all, be planning from Arkansas, and second, be working with both Disney for the ceremony and with the vendors for another venue? Well, I enjoyed planning, researching, and organizing things, especially my own wedding. So to me, it was challenging, but it was fun at the same time. To someone who doesn't like planning and spending a lot of time on the planning process, yes, it would be very difficult because I spent a few hours a day planning researching, and organizing. Once I got everything planned, it was simple. I would mainly email my Disney wedding planner and my venue planner because those were the main people involved. The other vendors, um, once I picked them, I told them what I wanted and paid, and it was done. But with Disney and the outside venue planner, it was more involved. Interesting. Okay. So starting with the ceremony, where did you have your escape ceremony, and what options from the package did you choose? We had the ceremony at the Disney Wedding Pavilion at 2.30 on a Monday. Most of our wedding ceremony songs were Disney. However, we had one song that was not in which we had to provide the sheet music for. We had a two-tiered silver Mickey's Delight Cake, but brought our own cake topper. I did the classic rose bouquet and coral with a single coral rose boutonniere. The upgrades we added were, I added a bouquet enhancement, which included 17 crystals and one hidden Mickey crystal on my bouquet. And I also added one hidden Mickey crystal to the groom's boutonniere. And I added uh, coral rose petals on the sides of the aisle. Lastly, we added an extra Disney limo. The Disney limos can only hold up to eight people. With us adding another limo, we could transport our 16 people together at the same time. Interesting. And did they take everyone to the reception? We hired an outside limo to take everyone from our hotel to the pavilion and then from the pavilion to the cake cutting ceremony, and then to the reception, and then the Disney limos came back to the reception and took us to the dessert party. Interesting. Okay. So your ceremony was at the wedding pavilion. Your Disney cake cutting was at the Grand Floridian Convention Center? Yes. I see. And so you guys could ride the limo from door to door instead of walking all that way? Yes. I see. And then you use the Disney limo for four consecutive hours just to take you from the reception site back to Walt Disney World for the fireworks dessert party? Correct. I thought it would be easier to take the Disney limo to the Disney site versus having an outside limo because I guess Disney knows their Disney limos, so they would know where to go. Right, and they don't let you break up that time, so that's a good idea to kind of use it all consecutively. Did you take the cake then with you to the reception, or did you have a second cake? I took our Disney cake. We cut the cake just for the pictures. We didn't need any, and then we took it to the reception, and we ate it there. We also had a groom's cake that was already there. We had two cakes. 
Oh, that's great. And so then for the reception at Falcon Fire Golf Course, it sounds like you did a lot of the traditional elements of a wedding reception. What types of outside vendors did you use for that? Well, I chose a photographer, um, a videographer. We had the fish event, and then we did the venue, which did food and alcohol there. Had a DJ, a florist, a limo service for getting to the wedding pavilion from the hotel, and then from the pavilion to the Disney cake cutting ceremony, and then from there to the reception venue. I had a baker for the groom's cake, decor services for paper lanterns that were hung from the ceiling, and then I had a hair and makeup lady for myself, my mom, and my bridesmaids. Wow. And so it sounds like you were able to get really good prices on this to make it still be less than a Disney wedding would have cost. Do you have any recommendations, any vendors who you would recommend to other brides? Well, I love my photographer, Captured by Elle. She was awesome. And my hair and makeup lady, I used Kel Grace, and I think her name's Kel. She was great, too. She came to our hotel and got us fixed up before we went to the Disney wedding. My officiant, I used Teresa Knox. She was great, very professional. I had uh, decor services that hung the paper lanterns. I used Gabe Events. They're out of Tampa. But I had a coworker that's actually from Tampa. She recommended them because they also did her wedding, and she loved them. So. so can you give a basic timeline for how the day ran? 10 a.m., my hair and makeup lady was there, and my wedding photographer both arrived at the hotel. Uh, 12.30, the outside vendor limo, which seated up to 18 guests, arrived to pick up the groom and his groomsmen and half of the guests from the hotel to take them to the wedding pavilion. 1.30, the limo came back to the hotel to pick myself up, my bridesmaids, and the rest of the guests. At 2.30, the wedding ceremony began. After the ceremony, we took group pictures and then the pictures of just us outside the pavilion while the limo transported our guests to the Grand Floridian for the cake cutting ceremony. The limo came back and picked us up for the cake cutting ceremony. At 3.15, the cake cutting ceremony started. We did cake cutting, maid of honor, and best man speeches, toast, and we visited for a short while. Um, about 4 or 4.15, we all arrived at the Falcon Fire, where initially my groom and I, along with the wedding party, went out on the golf course to take pictures, in which they had wonderful photo opportunities. 4.30 to 4.45, the reception started. We ate while we watched the slideshow I had made. Afterwards, we danced and visited and drank. We also had brought our Disney cake from the cake cutting ceremony. Um, like I said before, we only cut the cake for the pictures there. We did not eat it. We also had a groom's cake at the reception. At 8 o'clock, the four-hour Disney limo that was included arrived to pick us up to take us to the dessert party along with the extra added Disney limo. At 8.30, we arrived at the dessert party. We arrived 30 minutes late. However, the reception with the dancing and fun was more important to us than eating desserts and sitting at Epcot waiting for the show. I had only added the dessert party mainly for the fireworks and photo opportunities, not for the food. At 9 o'clock, the fireworks show started in which we had our Disney photographer, which was included in the skate package, do the photos. I felt that the Disney photographer was more knowledgeable in the illumination show than my outside vendor would be since he had probably seen the show a million times and done these types of pictures. And I was right. He knew exactly when to snap the photos, which poses to do everything. He had it down pat. And I got some great shots. I also didn't have to pay the fee that they charge for an outside vendor to come into the park since I used my Disney photographer. Same with the limo. Like I said before, I thought using the Disney limo would be easier going into Epcot versus the outside limo. 
And at 9.30, our two Disney limos are waiting for us outside after the show. They both took us and our guests back to the hotel where my guests stayed and my groom and I picked up our bags and the remaining limo took us to our honeymoon hotel, which was the Animal Kingdom Lodge. Oh, that's nice. And so your dessert party, what location did you use? We did the uh, smallest one, I think I think Canada, I don't know. It was the one where you could only have, I think, 18 to 20 people because we had a very small group. So, Got it. Yeah, that sounds like Canada. Interesting. And so since desserts weren't that important to you, what did you do for your dessert menu? We just uh, had just a few like little, like, little rice crispy balls and... Um, Pretty much the basic, the smallest package we, sh- we could get. So. Interesting. Okay, cool. All right, so in a similar vein, what were the most important aspects of your wedding where you focused your attention and budget? The reception was the most important to me and probably where we put most of our money in. We wanted food, drinking, and dancing, and I figured the reception was where everyone would have the most fun. Photography was very important to me, too. Ironically, I found my photographer on Facebook. She was just starting out, but I loved her work and her technique. Videography was important, too, because everything goes so fast. You can't see everything. The dessert party was important as well, mainly for the photo opportunities. I had seen some of the past bride's firework photos, and I fell in love with them. That's great. And you mentioned the desserts not being a big deal. Were there other aspects that were less important to you where you were able to save money? Well, I had my wedding on a Monday, which made a huge difference in price. Disney, as well as my reception venue, gave me a discount in food and everything. Weekdays are slow for most vendors, so sometimes they'll give you a discount. Also, they won't be booked up as quickly. Since more than likely it's a destination wedding, a Monday isn't different than a weekend. Most of your guests won't have to go to work the next day, etc. I made my own invitations and wedding programs from my own computer. It was easier since I only had a handful of guests. And instead of adding more hours to the Disney limo service, I used an outside limo service. The outside limo service was cheaper and could hold up to 18 guests in one limo. It was a Hummer limo. So I only needed one, which saved me money. And although the Disney florist had beautiful arrangements, I used an outside florist to save money to make my bridesmaids bouquets and boutonnieres for the groomsmen, the father of the bride. They also made corsages for the special women at the wedding, such as my mother, grandmother, and aunt. The outside florist came to the reception and decorated my tables as well, although I had to cut my budget on some of the decor. Initially, I wanted to decorate some of the wedding pavilion and have a white aisle runner and all, but in the end, I just had Disney add the petals to the sides of the aisle. I figured we'd only be in the pavilion maybe 30 minutes, and it was beautiful enough. I also was allowed to bring a crystal cross from home, which I set on the table. And I was allowed to bring my own sand ceremony set, which saved me money. I cut down on the decor for the reception. I initially had dreamed of having uplighting and ceiling and wall draping. After I checked prices, I realized it was not in the budget. My DJ package included four uplights that I accented on one wall. A coworker gave me the idea of instead of ceiling draping, which was very pricey to think of hanging paper lanterns on the ceiling. She said the paper lanterns were very pretty and it had reminded her of the movie Tangled when they were on the water in the boat. I looked up the paper lanterns in that part of the movie and she was right. It was very pretty. The paper lanterns were remarkably cheaper than the ceiling draping, plus it added a great touch. These are all great tips. So what is your favorite memory of your wedding day? This is a hard question for me because everything was awesome. 
If I had to pick, probably dancing, visiting, and having fun at the reception. We danced the thriller dance and other dances such as YMCA and the electric slide. My mom and I danced some of the evolution of dance. The last dance we played, Dirty Dancing's Time of My Life, and everyone, everyone got on the dance floor and danced. It was great. That's cool. Was there anything that went wrong or just didn't turn out like you expected? There were a few things that went wrong. My DJ misunderstood what version of Thriller I had wanted. They also misunderstood what the evolution of dance was, hence why my mom and I only got to dance some of it. The groom's cake was beautiful but didn't taste like I had imagined. But the biggest disappointment was the videographer. Long story short, my microchip had messed up and they could only recover some of the videos. However, I was left in the dark on this. But luckily, after several months, I finally got some of the videos, but sadly I didn't get any of the reception videos, but I did get the wedding video and the toast. Hmm. But as I looked at the videos, I realized most of the videos I was watching had pictures of, and then that was when I realized how awesome my photographer was. She captured everything, so I have some great reception and dancing pictures. I was very lucky to find such a great photographer, and of course now she does videography services as well, but back when I had my wedding, she was just starting out. And she didn't offer videography. But I learned that when you're dealing with that many outside vendors, you're going to have a few bad apples in the bunch and nothing will be perfect. Interesting. Was there any aspect of the wedding that seemed like a big deal beforehand and then turned out not to be? Not really. I mean, the only things I can think of is I got very worried that the slideshow I had worked so hard on wouldn't work after I got there. My venue had a projector screen and I brought my own laptop. They had the cords there so they could hook up my laptop to it and it would play on the projector. I was nervous because sometimes technology doesn't work the way you want it to. When she plugged it in, it took a while to load, but then it started playing perfectly and it turned out great. Also, having so many outside vendors, I was worried that one of them may forget and not show up or be late. But luckily, everyone showed up. The florist had already dropped off my flowers when we arrived at the pavilion. And at the reception, the groom's cake was there along with all my decor. I was most worried about the florist because the florist I picked is very old school. She has no website and she doesn't do email or computers in general. She does snail mail and phone calls. So I sent all my ideals and pictures and my check via snail mail and she sent the receipt and bill via snail mail. I had initially called her and that was the only time we verbally spoke. But she had great reviews and great prices and had been in business for a very long time, hence why I chose her. But I was still nervous. But like I said before, she had delivered everything on time and it looked great. That's great to hear. Was there anything you know now that you wish you'd known when you were planning? Yes. There's about three vendors. If I could go back, I would not have chose just for various reasons. I found out the hard way. Sometimes the reviews you read on the computer aren't always accurate and you can't believe everything. And sometimes the cheapest person you find isn't always the better choice. Sometimes you have to use your gut feeling, and even then, sometimes your gut can be wrong. But if you, but you live and learn. And like I said before, when you're dealing with so many vendors outside, you are going to have at least a few bad apples in the bunch. And not being from Florida, it's even harder because you can't meet them in person and you don't know their reputation. You just know what their reviews say and what they tell you. That's a good point, yeah. So then do you have any other tips or advice for future Disney brides and grooms? Well, like I said before, the reviews are a great place to start choosing your vendors. However, sometimes the reviews can be wrong. 
just carefully look and see if the vendor has 85 reviews and they're all five stars. That might be a little fishy because no one's perfect. And you're going to have someone probably give you a four out of five one time in your life. And if the reviews are all in the month of March, that looks a little fishy too. Also, after the wedding, your vendors may contact you for a review. In my experience, I had two vendors which were unhappy with my reviews and let me know. One of which I gave a 4.7 out of 5, which I thought was decent. But they were very unhappy and wrote me a, I guess, dirty email explaining how unhappy they were, which was unprofessional and poor customer service, in my opinion. And then they deleted my review, the review they initially wanted and asked for. Hmm. So just know sometimes when you have a vendor ask for the review, they may not like the review. And just beware that might happen to you, but hopefully not. Because the rest of my vendors and the reviews I gave turned out okay. And most of them were very appreciative about the feedback in the review. Interesting. This is really great stuff. Is there any place online where my listeners can go to read about or see photos of your day? Yes. My photographer has her own website and she writes blogs on most every wedding she does with photos included. And my blog website is www.capturedbyl.com. It's spelled E-L-L-E dot com slash blog slash 2014 slash 10 slash Jennifer dash Cody dash wedding dash Disney dash pavilion dash Falcons fire dash golf dash club dash Orlando. I know that's a mouthful. (laughs) (laughs) But maybe if you get those words in a search, they'll all come up. (laughs) Hopefully. (laughs) Great. Well, this is good stuff, Jennifer. Thank you so much for sharing your experience. I think it's really helpful for people who maybe hadn't considered that they could still have the reception they envisioned paired with an escape event by looking to a site that is off-site, away from Disney. So I think this has been really helpful, and I appreciate your taking the time. Well, thank you for having me on the show. That's our show for today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at disneyweddingpodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons Guide. Available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at passporter.com slash weddings.asp or in print at passporter.com and amazon.com. <laughs>